In our reading, Jesus was going through the region between Samaria and Galilee, and ten lepers came to him for healing. Presumably they'd heard tales of miraculous healings. Presumably word had reached their leper colony of the incredible acts of this travelling holy man. So why wouldn't they want to go and see for themselves? But that wouldn't have been as easy to achieve as we might think. Lepers were segregated into colonies, ostracised from the mainstream of society. And there were strict rules and regulations about where they could stand and how they could present themselves in public. In the Old Testament it says that everyone with a dreaded skin disease must be sent out so they will not defile the camp where God lives among his people. And in specifics, lepers had to stand at least 50 yards downwind when they were coming anywhere near the clean people of society. So here we pick up Luke's story again, that keeping their distance, the lepers called out saying, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us. And then we get that beautiful biblical phrase. It says, Jesus saw them. I love that phrase so much. Jesus saw them. So many people would have looked at them. So many people would have judged their appearance. So many people would have stared and turned away in disgust at what they'd seen. But Jesus saw them. Which is to say, he looked below their exterior. He looked below their disfigurements. And he saw the beautiful person beneath. Jesus saw them, just as he sees you, and he sees me. And he said to them, go and show yourselves to the priests. Now that was part of the Jewish law of the day. If a leper was cured, they had to go to the priest and get a certificate, stating officially that they were now clean. And only when they had a certificate would they be allowed to go back home. And so the ten lepers set out to see the priest, and to be fair to all ten, there is an act of faith here, because as of yet, none of them had been healed. And yet they obeyed Jesus' words to head off to the priests as if they had been healed. And because of their faith, we're told that as they went, they were made clean. While we cannot imagine the celebrations that must have ensued, they were clean again. The disease was gone, their separation, their isolation from society was at an end. They could go home and return to their husbands, wives, parents and children. The nightmare was over. And so the company of ex-lepers split up and go their separate ways. And we're left with two questions. Firstly, what happened to the other nine? And secondly, why did the tenth leper go back and say thank you? So what happened to the other nine? Well, there's no reason to believe that the nine lepers who didn't go back to Jesus were just rude and ungrateful. Of course they would have been grateful. Of course they would have felt indebted to Jesus. He transformed their lives and he restored them to wholeness. Rather than standing in judgment over those nine and harbouring a thought in our hearts that they were ungrateful, perhaps we need to show them a bit of grace. It's a bit like Christmas morning when you have small children Our children unwrap their presents and they just give out a scream of delight and immediately start playing with their new toys. They rarely stop to say thank you, not because they're ungrateful, but because their delight is so enormous that they're completely caught up in that moment. And our delight is not in receiving their thanks, but in watching the pleasure they get from their new toys. Well, we can't underestimate the joy and delight that the lepers would have felt 
at having been healed. Their lives would have been transformed. They'd have been able to see their children again and be hugged and kissed by their loved ones. So perhaps in the sheer moment of wonder and delight, they were so caught up in their transformed world that they simply didn't think of coming back to say thank you to Jesus. But what about the one leper who returned? Why did he come back? We have a very graphic and beautiful description of his return to Jesus. Think about the phrases used about his return. He praised God with a loud voice. Previously, he'd been silenced by the shame of his disease. It says he prostrated himself at Jesus' feet. Well, previously, he had to stand 50 yards downwind. It says he thanked Jesus. And previously, he wouldn't have had any social contact at all. So why did the leper return to Jesus? Well, I think if you're truly grateful to someone, you will want to build a relationship with them. And so the ex-leper returns to his healer, not just to utter the words, thank you, but to form a relationship with him. And the nature of that relationship is shown in his body language, praising God, prostrating himself, thanking Jesus. The relationship was one of utter dependence. What the ex-leper desired more than anything else was a deep intimacy with Jesus through which he could show his love and respect for God. And perhaps that is the lesson of the ex-leper to us as well. The calling of the Christian life is actually a seeking after deep intimacy with Jesus. Just as the leper was transformed physically, emotionally and socially, So Jesus wants to effect a physical, emotional and social transformation in each one of us. As we receive the healing touch of Jesus on our lives, so we are transformed in every way. So perhaps today, if we come to Jesus and proclaim with the ten, Jesus, Master, have mercy on us, then we too will receive the healing we need. We too will be transformed and then we too will live out the rest of our lives in a state of gratitude that will transform how we are in our bodies, our minds and our spirits. Mm -hmm.